Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. There's a fun announcement, confession coming in this particular energy report, um, life hack, life cheat sheet, rewilding. I don't know what this is anymore, um, but it's the info that I would want to give my family and my close friends and the rewilding team and kind of the different circles and training programs that uh, I hold space for. So I'm happy to share it with you all from a place of, gosh, I hope it serves. Um, And just a way of tapping into the current energy and what's present, what we can work with, um, where it maybe serves to put our energy and our focus. Um, I know for me, it's very much on Venus. I'll share that. It's very much uh, it's very much a Venusian Aphrodite feminine magic feminine mystery feminine wisdom awakening Shakti kind of a moment um, and feels like it will be that for a couple of months uh, Venus in Leo for four months really um, amplifies this she's dancing with Mars her lover like this is good stuff uh, Juno just another just a quick a little recap maybe on what's coming in this episode, you know, just as like a, I don't know, like a sneak peek or you can feel a little bit deeper into things around this. Um, commitment, sacred commitments. Um, what are we devoted to that's really going to um, bring us fulfillment and bliss and joy? If we really lean into this, follow your bliss, follow your pleasure, follow your joy, Um, but like deep soulful joy not the surface level kind because Pluto's gonna make us dig deep right Pluto's squaring the nodes he is gonna make us go for soul fulfillment true north um, soul calling soul purposes all of that still really really illuminated right now Um, but there's a lot of magic in the air right a lot of magic a lot of mysticism If there's a face of the feminine to lean into or a part of self to lean into beyond this um, Aphrodite Venusian goddess within, there is also the mystic. I would say that's the other aspect that I would really lean into is the mystic, really going into mystic, mystic eyes, um, mystic perspective, uh, really allowing for mystical insights, mystical... um, awarenesses mystical awakenings there's ways that we can see things coming up with solutions ways that we can you know solve current little challenges in our lives from a mystical lens and it happens really quick ways that we can heal old patterns just really really quickly by activating this mystical wisdom within self and it's really alive and really accessible to us um so I'll, I'll kind of leave you with that. There's a mystic workshop link below if that sings to you. There's also the sexual healing and awakening workshop. That's all Venusian. That's Aphrodite 101, 201, 301. You get to work with Medusa in there. You get to work with uh, the masculine and the union. Uh, you get to work with body image and self-love and sensuality. It's just a really beautiful program. It's It hasn't been open for a few years. So it's something that uh, we did a ton with a few years ago. Um, and it's something that I still very much um, stand behind, 
um, even if it was done a couple years ago, it's, uh, it's one that's near and dear to my heart. And some people will say that that has been their favorite all-time online program, the one that was the most impactful for them. It shifted the most around body image, around relationship to their sensuality, their feminine, relationship to their feminine um, is a really big one for this one. So that's just on offer. There's a little coupon code that you'll find below too, just as a just as a we love you gift. Um, all right. It is an absolute honor and pleasure to be here with you. I'm so grateful um, just for all of your comments, all of your love, all of your reviews on the podcast. If you haven't done that and you get something from this podcast, those reviews really help a ton, whatever platform or multiple platforms that maybe you listen on. Um, that's really, really helpful. The Facebook group is a place that I'm hanging out in more regularly, probably in there every other day, um, sharing different insights or things to feel into. Uh, that's just a, another place where we can connect a little bit more intimately, uh, where it's a little bit more of a two-way conversation. I get to really hear from you and um, be there. The YouTube video comments, I'm also in there right after episodes go out. So if that's something where you're like, ah, I love the audio version, but maybe you want to just get in on the comments and check things out over there, um, that's a place where we can hang out as well. All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, just can you tell that I've been in Venusian Aphrodite energy all day? <laughs> Um, yes, there's just a lot, a lot of love, um, feeling it strongly and just feeling it for you all and super grateful. Okay. I will leave you to enjoy the episode. I think we're going to have some fun with this new moon in Gemini energy report slash life's little cheat sheet is kind of what these videos are turning out to be. Um, you know, when you go to a horse race or maybe dog races or some sort of a race. My sister was a horse trainer, that's why I always think of horse racing. And you can get the cheat sheet, right? Like here's the cheat sheet of someone who's been watching the horses train and has been keeping an eye on their history. Here's the down and dirty cheat sheet. That's what this is. <laughs> someone who's keeping an eye on the astrology, on the archetypal energies, on the bigger pictures, and writing up a little life's cheat sheet for you. Uh, and that's what this is. So my hope is that it really serves and gives you, I don't know, some sneaky little insider tips on what to focus on, what can be really powerful, um, maybe what not to focus on, what would be like pushing a boulder up a hill at this moment in time, and what would be like getting in the slipstream where we've got the wind behind our backs. All right. Enough of an intro, let's give you an overall view or feel, since this is so incredibly embodied and much deeper than just the mind, but a feel for this new moon would be insights coming, connecting the dots. It's very mental. It's Gemini season. Um, Mercury's in Gemini. This new moon, which means the sun and the moon are conjunct in Gemini. It's very, very activated. It's very beautiful for getting um, the insights and the thoughts and the... Here's an interesting way of, of talking about manifesting or creating or bringing something into the physical or making changes in our lives. It comes with a thought, right? It starts with a thought. It's like the thought is the seed. Like you seed something with a thought, like the thought that 
we can fly as humans. We can create a contraption that flies. We had to have that thought before we could bring it into physical manifestation. That's what this moment in time is. It's like seeding things through thought or allowing ourselves, this is another spin to it, a little bit more mystical, soulful spin, allowing our thoughts to be seeded with higher level inspiration, right? So allowing our minds to be seeded with inspirations, um, things that will light us up, things that will fulfill us. It's still a very soulful time. The nodes are very lit up. Those are the nodes of fate, destiny. North node, south node, south node where you came from, north node where you're headed to in this lifetime. They will be changing signs in July. Uh, that's a big deal. We'll talk more about that coming up in July, but that's a big deal. It will shift our focus toward relationships. By the way, this new moon, there is a focus on relationships. Juno, goddess of marriage and commitment and love and all of those things, she's conjunct this new moon along with Shiva, divine masculine. Uh, it's beautiful. It's stunning. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Also, Venus is very lit up. Most of us know Venus or Aphrodite, goddess of love. When we look to an astrology chart for relationship or the feminine, we look at Venus, right? Moon is also a feminine aspect, but when we look more toward relationship, uh, especially love relationship, intimate relationship, we look toward Venus and that's lit up. She's dancing with her consort Mars. This is big, it's beautiful. Um, can definitely stir some things up, especially when she goes retrograde. Uh, you're gonna notice that uh, there's a lot of chatty chat, right? Like this conversation, the way that I um, share astrology with you or the energy report is just to kind of become it to the greatest ability that I can, right? I'm not saying I'm great at this by any means. It's my way. I studied experiential embodied astrology for a long time. So it was really and truly working with the archetypal energy so that that energy moves through and expresses out beyond me. So if there's parts where you're like, wow, why are you all over the place? That's kind of Gemini, right? That's kind of the overall vibe or flavor of this new moon. So beyond just the words that I'm speaking, there will be a vibe that you'll be able to feel. So if you kind of tap in a little bit deeper and you can kind of feel if it's irritating or agitating or if you're loving it, you'll kind of get a sense of how much you'll resonate or what your relationship to this new moon will be just via the energetics behind how this conversation unfolds. I know that's a little bit crazy, but I like speaking the unseen, bringing some of the unseen energetics into consciousness or bringing it into the scene just so maybe you can open up to that aspect or what's happening on a more subtle realm in this conversation because as you know rewilding is not just the left brain logical it's the aim is to go much more into the unseen much more into the energetics um, okay so with all of that in mind let's feel a little bit more into this new moon uh, let's set the stage there's a backdrop of things that are going on that are a longer term cycle than just this new moon cycle 
One of the bigger things that's going on is the solstice, the June solstice, shortest day or longest day of the year, depending on which hemisphere we're in, will be happening two, three days after the new moon. So new moon here, at least in the US, it's on the 17th. It might be on the 18th for you. The solstice is on the 21st. So that adds to new moon, new beginning, new chapter energy. It's a bigger cycle amidst the moon cycle. So you can kind of like amplify this new beginning, new chapter by quite a bit because it's falling so close to the solstice. All right, that's one of the big themes going on. The other big theme that we have to bring into account is Pluto. Pluto's retrograde, Pluto has just moved out of Aquarius back into Capricorn. This is a much longer term cycle. This is big, um, but slow. It's like slow, deepening in, grinding in. Pluto, in this backdrop of this new moon, Pluto is going back for kind of his final swipe. He'll come back out of Capricorn and then dance back in one more time um, down the track. But what he's doing is he's going back for a bit more refining of power, of structure, that's Capricorn, of foundations. Like, all right, what, what have I missed in this purification of power? in this destroying foundations, corrupt foundations, foundations that no longer serve, foundations that are misusing power. And how can I move, how, what, what transformation, that's Pluto, death, rebirth, what death, rebirth still needs to take place, what transformation still needs to take place. And know that this is happening on a world stage, but it's also happening internally. Um, think of power dynamics, anything that you associate with power, money, right? As soon as Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008, that was big money stuff. Pluto just has done a couple of interesting things around banks and banks closing. So we'll see kind of what this little dance back into Capricorn brings before he goes direct again um, and then comes back into Aquarius. Uh, okay, so that's a bigger cycle going on. Don't want to dive too much into that, but I do want to highlight that Pluto is squaring the nodes of fate, right? So this is very fated. It's very destined. It's like death, rebirth, um, transformation, like really taking us deeper, like deeper and deeper and deeper into true north, deeper and deeper into south node, past life territory, karma, what we came in with, like deeper into soul gift territory. What is the wisdom you came into this life with? Pluto oftentimes unearths and uncovers more of that aspect. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It can be challenging, um, but that's also going on in the backdrop of this new moon. The final, the third and final piece that I want to mention about happening in the backdrop as a bigger overall cycle amidst the new moon cycle is Venus in Leo. She'll be there for four-ish months. That's a long time for her to be in a sign. She's in Leo that long because she'll be going retrograde. Now she's also dancing with Mars, making quite a few different aspects to some potent planets. All the planets are potent, but some potent aspects um, 
in this time. So just know Venus is also really activated, um, really loud, and will be for the next couple of months. It's going to be a very Venusian time. Can be um, a when she goes retrograde. Um, can very much be a revise, review, revisit relationships. Revise, review, revisit our relationship to our sensuality, to our sexuality, to our hmm, our longings for love, right? Our What is it that we're longing to create in our lives so that we can experience more love, so that we can give and receive more love, so that the flow of love increases? That's going to be something that's going to be very top of mind for many of us as we move through the next couple of months. Okay, that's kind of the overall big picture. Now let's dial it in um, to new moon and how you can get the most out of this new moon and like the little cheat sheet. Something that I would very much do is be very open to insights and inspiration and connecting the dots. Things that we have been maybe working on on deeper levels will now start to be cognized or understood by the mind. So giving ourselves that space, like letting the mind kind of run free is a good idea right now. Mercury's in Gemini. This new moon is in Gemini. So letting the mind, some of us really struggle with Gemini energy because it can be over here and then over here and it's really quick, but it's dexterity is a gift. The fact that it can go here, 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 here can be a gift, but it's one that we, some of us, we're, some of us are just, it's very easy and we're just wired that way. But for some of us, it's like a, we, we have to like settle into kind of a Gemini sort of a way. Um, but if you really lean into the gift of this, it's mental dexterity. It's mental dexterity. You can literally do mind gymnastics in a way that really serves. You can connect the dots. You can get more insights. You can gather more facts and information and it's communication. So it's also a lot of communication. Gemini really helps when Gemini is activated. Gemini has a capacity to really communicate more. So communicate, share with others, share our truths, share our insights, share our wisdom, share our desires, our longing, share from some of these deeper places. Um, talk therapy can be really good right now, especially with Pluto on the nodes. Talk therapy can actually take us into places and really, actually, I talk about it like it's actually talk therapy can be useful. I, I believe talk therapy is beautiful. It's an amazing modality. It's not the only therapy though, um, but right now it can be really potent. Even if that's Having conversations, vulnerable conversations, open, honest, vulnerable conversations with the intention, like it's holding a sacred container, you know, holding the intention that insights be revealed, that healing is taking place, that evolution of one's soul is taking place, you know, whatever that intention is to really hold that sacredly, but going into that territory through communication and through the mind can be really powerful right now. Really powerful during this Gemini new moon. Okay, that's some feels, that's some insights around that. Um, Juno, let's talk about Juno in Gemini on this new moon, right? Juno, goddess of marriage, goddess of sacred contracts. Something to feel into because this is a new moon, new beginnings, 
feeling into new commitments, new vows. She's goddess of marriage, vows, commitments. Are there um, new, uh, let me feel for a moment, are there new contracts? Are there new vows? Are there new commitments? Are, is there a renewal of vows to take place? Is there a releasing of old vows? Is there a maybe reviewing, revising, revisiting some of our current marriages? What are you married to? What are you married to, right? It's not just humans that we get married to. I'm married to rewilding. And it's almost as if this new moon feels like I'm about to make a new commitment to the aspect of rewilding that was rewilding for women. There's a little confession for you. Like if I had to say what I feel like this new moon is bringing for me personally, it would be, oh my, I think Juno, goddess of marriage, is reactivating my vow, my commitment to the aspect of rewilding, which is much bigger than just rewilding for women. But um, a focus and a love and a devotion and so it can be this really, if we look at Juno from a very sacred place, it's like sacred vows, sacred devotion. Let it be soulful. This isn't like the old ball and chain. Yes, we could work at that level, but why? Why work at that level when we could work many layers above that and go, this is devotion. This is like sacred devotion. This is a sacred calling. This is a sacred commitment. This is a sacred vow. And I'm taking this because it is the most fulfilling thing for me. Play that back again if you need to. Play that back again if you need to, because that's what this moment in time is about. Pluto squaring the nodes. We're going to be forced to look at what is soulful. What is soulful? What is true north? Like we will be forced to make the hard decisions. Pluto's going to push us. It's a push. It's a lighting up. It's, it's illuminating, right? Pluto is bringing consciousness to the unconscious, bringing consciousness to the hidden, forcing us. Like, doesn't care if it's uncomfortable. Doesn't care. We'll be like, this is your highest path forward. This is what's soulful for you. This is what's fulfilling for you. And so if you feel into that and go, okay, deepest truth, deepest truth, let me be vulnerable and let me feel into what is it that I could commit to or be devoted to that fills my soul? What is something that I actually can make a vow to that I can be devoted to? And for me, rewilding for women is something that has had my heart for nine years. And I had to step away from it for its evolution, for my evolution, for whatever it was. Many things, insights are coming left, right, and center. All right. So I'll be just another confession. It's seeing things that I've not been able to see before thoughts and connecting the dots about overall picture of rewilding, right? Where are things headed? True North, where are things headed? This is telling you, this is such a moment of destiny. We've been in this. If you listen to the last astrology report, talked a ton about great attractor, the nodes, right? It's so soulful. It's so asking us to move toward true North. And it's continuing to do that with Pluto squaring the nodes. This isn't going away anytime soon, right? It's getting, it's, it's Pluto deepens in, deepens in, but now we have the mind able to get the insights. And so uh, hopefully the example that I gave, the personal example, maybe allows you to see some different things in your life or to reflect on different things or bubbles other things up for you specifically. 
um, okay, that's Juno conjunct um, this new moon. I want to add in Shiva. Shiva's going to bring more consciousness. Shiva, divine masculine, right? Divine masculine consciousness is going to bring in the sacred, is going to bring in the sacred masculine, is going to bring in like this just like high level light and grace. And if we allow that to illuminate, to illuminate what it is that we can be devoted to, it really brings in sacred devotion, really brings in um, sacred vows, sacred commitments. Commitments is such a good word for, for Juno. And if you just dance with those two energies, oh my gosh, can so very much illuminate soul purpose. If you're feeling like, wow, I don't know what my purpose is in my life. I don't know what it is that will fill me, that will fulfill me, that, you know, what is it that I'm here for? What, what is my destiny? If I were to follow my bliss, what would that be? Those are two archetypes to lean heavily into during this moment in time is Juno and Shiva. And you can lean into them just by listening over to this. You can lean into them. There's some um, different ways that you can work with some of the archetypal energies that I'm talking about um, in retreats and workshops with me. We'll put links to that below. One thing you can always do where we're working with the current energy of the moment is join Rewilding Membership right? That's where we're always working with this thread. We meet three times a month. It's $47 a month. It's like nothing, right? We meet for workshops. We meet for wisdom circles. We do the practices that are all aligned with this particular moment in time so that we can stay in the energy and, and work with it. So it's like, I don't know how to work with this Sabrina join membership. That's the easiest thing to do. Um, okay. Let me feel back into kind of overall. Here's a funny, interesting piece to this. Not funny. It's, it's more spiritual. We're adding more of this spiritual. Shiva brings in the spiritual, brings in that grace. Neptune squaring this new moon brings in more spiritual, brings in higher heart, brings in more of the mysticism, right? Neptune, the mystic. So it's bringing in this mystic. What I love about Neptune, and especially a square to the new moon, Neptune does this thing of dissolving, dissolving boundaries. Um, boundaries as in boundaries that keep us from oneness, that keep us from realizing oneness, from living in that place of, of the interconnectedness of the all of everything. Um, and so Neptune, one of Neptune's great gifts is dissolves that, dissolves us into oneness, dissolves ego, dissolves lower heart into higher heart, dissolves ego or false self into true self, right? Literally, that's part of what Neptune's doing. And so can be foggy and can get very confusing, especially if you haven't done much work in mystical territories or much work in spiritual territories or much work with true self and higher self and soul self can be, um, can be really tough, can be really, really tough, can be discombobulating, can be uh, chaotic, can be confusing, can be disorienting. There's illusion, delusion that can happen with Neptune. So that's just something to watch out for um, and to work consciously with, to work very consciously with like, okay, if I were to look at this from a mystic view, a mystic view, and if you don't know how to look at it from a mystic view, there's a mystic workshop, right? There's a mystic workshop that you can go and do. Um, 
And we'll put a link to that below. It helps to really embody your own inner mystic. That's what all of this is about, is the activation of these aspects of self or these psycho-spiritual powers within you. Neptune's one of them. It's one of them. The inner mystic is one of them. Um, but really activating the inner mystic and allowing ourselves to see life through the mystic lens, through the mystic lens, not getting lost, right? We still... It's both and, right? It's both and. It's living from the interconnectedness of the all of everything. And I am having a human separate experience, right? It's both and. It's not either or, but it's coming into your highest relationship with that. Like what is, what is the highest relationship you can get into with both of those principles, right? Where you really are able to live both simultaneously, Right, that's that's kind of part of what this is all about. Um, is these divine paradoxes living them? Like we just become the divine paradox. We don't struggle against the divine paradox. We just are it. Right? It's the great becoming. You are it. You are one, and you are separate all at the same time. And it's it's not making peace with that. It's. it's it is making peace with that on one level, but there is no peace to have to make with it. It's like there is nothing other than just obviously it's both of these things. I'm obviously both of them. So there is no having to do something. It's like a letting go into that, if that makes any sense. I know now I'm going off like on much more mystical things than I need to be doing. But I think it's good. Again, remember everything that we're talking about here, it's also just an expression and an embodiment of the energy of this new moon. And so if mysticism is something you struggle with or the oneness is something you struggle with, this could be an interesting new moon coming up, right? Or if it's a place where you're so crazy comfortable or you're addicted, some of us have addictions to this place. Some of us, it's like the pendulum has swung too far. And, you know, some of those words around um, spiritual bypassing, right? Like for some of us, it's, it's an addiction. And we're just like, yeah, give me the mystical moon because I can totally uh, bypass my humanness. I can totally transcend out of my life. And that's a way of living. Um, I don't think it brings us as humans having a human existence the most fulfilling experience, the most soulful experience, the most enlightened experience even. But that's my path. That's my belief system. That's, um, that's what I am a student of. Um, but um, absolute respect for all of, our, um, all of our belief systems. Okay, let's feel back into this piece. Here's another challenging, the, the masculine archetypes are doing interesting stuff. The, right, and there are much, many more masculine archetypes in traditional astrology than there are feminine archetypes. But I'll just kind of give us a feel of, it's interesting um, kind of where Mars is at, kind of what uh, Pluto's doing, and now what Saturn's doing. Saturn goes retrograde backwards into revise, review, revisit mode on this new moon. That's interesting. That's interesting. While Pluto went into Capricorn, Capricorn's a Saturnian sign. Foundations, structures, old boys club, patriarchy. That's kind of Capricorn and Saturn as one way of looking at it, 
right? There's many ways. It's also foundational. It's also the skeletal structure of the body. It's the bones of the body, right? It's your scaffolding, the inner scaffolding. So you'll want to look at inner scaffolding, foundations of your life, foundations of your body, inner scaffolding of your life, inner scaffolding of your, your health even, right? So Saturn going retrograde. Um, Saturn is also at a higher level is like a, I always talk about him as Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid, right? Or Gandalf. He's also this just wise elder and Lord of Karma, Father Time. He will literally deliver the tasks and the experiences and the chores. Wax on, wax off, right? Like, nope. I Saturn works to um, make us, to bring us into mastery. That's Saturn. Saturn is delivers mastery to us. Those of us with strong Saturnian energy, like we've, we're, it's like grist for the mill. It's like you're you're made out of grapes into fine wine, and there's the crushing of the grapes, right? But the mastery that comes from the crushing of the grapes only comes because of the crushing of the grapes, right? It is a deep in the bones, right? Scaffolding, remember that scaffolding in the bones. It's an in the bones kind of a mastery, in the bones knowing. Yeah, so that's Saturn. I have a lot of love for Saturn. He gets a real bad rap and yeah, he can be a mofo <laughs> to work with. Um, so just knowing that Saturn's going retrograde, that's him instead of going forward motion, starting to go backward. Overall, the outer planets are starting to go retrograde. Pluto's retrograde. Saturn goes retrograde. Uh, Neptune goes retrograde on the 30th. There's others. I don't have them in my notes in front of me. Um, but just know that that's starting to happen. Venus, that's a personal planet. She's going retrograde in July, right? So it's starting to be maybe less um, outward doing, accomplishing, and more um, inward doing, right? More inward accomplishing, more introspective uh, on things. So just, and I know we sometimes hate hearing that. I know I hate hearing that. I've got a lot of things that I want to do in the next couple of months, right? And when I hear that, it's not that we can't do things. It's that if we just work with the energies, right? It's instead of fighting against it, well, let me work with it. If Saturn's going to come back in and look at, all right, let's set up the scaffolding. So Sabrina, you're feeling this new commitment to rewilding for women. You're feeling this like new sacred contract forming with the divine feminine and the, the holding of that space and the activating of more of that and the sharing of more of the divine feminine wisdom and the what, whatever it happens to be, right? And Saturn going backwards going, cool, we need new scaffolding. That website for rewilding for women, that needs new scaffolding. That needs new foundations. Let's do that, right? So it's not that there isn't a doing that's still happening. It's just different. So just kind of feel into some of these different things that I'm sharing with you and see what pings, what sparks, what doesn't, right? Um, what resonates, take it. If it doesn't, chuck it in the fucking bucket, right? Maybe it'll resonate later. Maybe it won't. It's beautiful. Okay, let me feel for what else I can share. Um, 
Venus and Mars are dancing in Leo. I kind of want to highlight this. This is going to be a very Venusian Aphrodite time. My sense is that for those of us with a feminine essence, some of us have very little feminine essences. It's beautiful. Some of us have very strong feminine essences. doesn't matter. But feel into if this, how this feels for you. I know for me, leaning into Venus over the next couple of months is going to be extremely fruitful, right? It's going to be extremely fertile ground. It's going to be extremely, what is it? What does it feel like for me? Um, joyful, blissful, um, enlivening. Uh, there's a lot of life force happening with Venus. And I know that where am I called to bring my attention or my focus, right? It's not necessarily on Saturn grinding backward. For sure, I'm respectful of that. For sure, giving him space. For sure, let's reset some foundations and some scaffolding. I'm in, man. But I know that I'm really called to be looking at Venus. I'm really called to be... Um, uh, let me feel how does that feel for me i want to give you the right words or just the best words to feel into right where our attention goes our energy flows right and i know that my attention is called to venus even though she's going retrograde but that's for me where it feels very fruitful so you feel for you you have to feel for you and you have to trust for you my sense though is that many of us with strong feminine essences, even if we don't know we have a strong feminine essence, like I didn't know I had a strong feminine essence till I was like 35, legit did not have a clue. I was like the tomboy playing rugby, right? Running businesses, climbing the corporate ladder. And then I realized, oh my God, I am ridiculously fucking feminine. I am so fucking feminine. And this is why my life has been so painful up until this point because I repressed this and I tried to push this down. Anyways, um, just feel, right? If you feel into Venus, you feel into Aphrodite, they're the same, um, just different names. Uh, Greek was Aphrodite then when Romans came renamed to Venus. But anyways, um, if you were to feel into like, wow, I just feel like leaning into feminine flow, feminine beauty, um, feminine aliveness, feminine sensuality, the capacity, here's an interesting one, the capacity to attract something into my life, the feminine capacity to rate, Radiance, right? Radiance and allurement, but allurement from high level sacred place. I just did a podcast on this. It just came out on Aphrodite. So if you're like, wow, I want to know more about Aphrodite. I want to know more about Venus. I want to know more about feminine pleasure principle. I want to know more about the feminine state of being that magnetizes in like, how does the feminine create? from that magnetic place versus the masculine do place, right? Go do, go conquer, go make something happen. It's like, I'm going to do it from a state of being. I'm going to make it happen from a state of being. I'm going to manifest. I'm going to create from a state of being. Very few do it, right? Very few. Very few have 
developed that capacity in the feminine essence to be able to do that. But it's so alive and it's so awake and it's so available to anybody. Um, and that podcast on Aphrodite is a really great way to do that. And that's a really great thing to focus on if that's something that sings to you are feminine mysteries, are states of being, are of radiance, of being more alive, love. If there's a lack of love, Aphrodite's your girl, right? A lack of love, like, wow, I'm just feeling a lack of connection. I'm feeling a lack of love. I'm feeling a lack of self-love. I have some body image stuff going on. I'm My relationship to my sensuality, my relationship to my sexuality, my relationship to my creativity, my fertility in not just ways of making a human baby, but just being alive and fertile. Um, if that's something that you're like, ooh, that's a, that's a thing. This is an awesome time. <laughs> this is an awesome time. Uh, this Venus being in Leo, right? Leo is self-expression. Venus in Leo, self-expression. It's your self-expression of the feminine, of this aspect of the feminine. Uh, and really powerful, really powerful time. Venus retrogrades are really, really powerful times to go inward and work on awakening that Shakti, awakening that goddess, awakening um, that feminine wisdom or that psycho-spiritual power, which Aphrodite, Venus is a psycho-spiritual power and she's an alchemist. She's an alchemist, right? She's a love, um, an alchemist through love, like really understands high level love alchemy, how love can alchemize, love can heal, love can attract, love can create, like from love. It's stunning. It's really stunning how Aphrodite, how love can, what love can do for the masculine, both in ourselves, in our world, in our partners, right? What it's... Anyways, I don't need to keep going on and on and on about this, um, but that podcast on Aphrodite, um, we just put it out. That could really take you deeper. There's also a workshop, Sexual Healing and Awakening. We haven't opened that workshop in three years, right? At least three years, maybe more. It's on Rewilding for Women. Isn't that interesting, right? And it was just really strong, this recommitment and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Stay tuned for it because I'll keep talking about it and sharing it very openly. Um, what's unfolding for us over here or for me personally in that relationship or that recommitment or that, I don't know. I don't know what it is, um, but it feels really beautiful. Anyways, um, we'll put a discount on that retreat. Um, we'll put, you'll find a link below with coupon code if that's something that's um, of interest to you. It was one of my favorites. Uh, on rewilding for women. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's available. Let me feel if there's anything else that I would like to share. I think that's it. There's, um, there's one other thing going on with the galactic center. I think that's the last thing I'll share is Neptune squares the new moon. Neptune's in a T square to the new moon in the galactic center. So know that the galactic center, which is a point of, we'll call it a point of intuition, is really illuminated during this new moon. So it furthers this mystic mind, furthers the Gemini capacity to connect the dots by adding intuition, right? Adding intuition, we can see more. We can see more of the unseen. We get more intuitive hits right now during this new moon. And so it's 
And with Neptune being there, it's really leaning into the mystic mind. So the mystic mind is a great thing to lean into um, <laughs> during this new moon, right? And just like, let the insights come. Let the mind put dots together. Like, let it be soul aligned. Let it, let it be Venusian. Let it be fueled by like the life force of Venus, by the life force of the feminine, right? The feminine is an inexhaustible force of energy. The feminine is literally life force itself. So imagine that behind the insights and the intuition that's dropping in and the clarity that's coming, right? That's, this, is, this is stunning for what we're able, if we can bring all of these parts together and align. And again, you're like, how the fuck do I do that? Join membership, right? That's what we do on the first of every month is we work in the most potent, powerful energies that we can all in a way that supports our soul growth, all in a way that supports our soul growth, our soul path, our soul purpose, our true north, our true self, our greatest potentials, our greatest uncoverings, right? Like that's a way, there are so many different ways. Um, and maybe it's not working with me. I totally respect that. Um, but if it is, there's a variety of ways to do it. Don't get frozen. Don't get frozen by the different options. Feel into what feels true for you and go. Like do something, commit to it. Make a sacred commitment to yourself. It's not even making a sacred commitment to the rewilding circle every month or to the sexual healing and awakening retreat, right? It's not, it's, it's making a commitment to self. It's a sacred commitment to self, right? It's a sacred vow to self. That sacred commitment that I'm making to rewilding for women, that's it's a sacred commitment to myself. It's to myself. It's to my soul truth, that that is my soul truth. And I am making a sacred commitment. And that's the form that it's taking is, is rewilding for women. All right. I love you all so much. Happy new moon. Lots of blessings. Lots of love. Um, I would love to hear anything below that. Let me feel. Here's, the, here's what we'll do. Anything that I can witness for you that you want to bring in in this new moon. Like any intention. New moon intentions can be so powerful, especially with this different lineup that we have. The solstice coming, right? With the mystic magician Neptune squaring this, the galactic center in that T-square, right? Pluto on the nodes. Like there's some good juju here. And so myself, for the first couple of days after this drops, I will witness every comment below. Send a little good juju your way, right? Whatever it is that your new moon intention is, I'd love to sprinkle some, just some, some witness energy, just some like, I see you, right? Sending blessings. So I'll do that. And the rewilding team will kind of chime in on that as well. So you've got us holding you. If there's something uh, that we can sprinkle some love onto for your new moon intentions in the comments below, I'd love to do that. I think it would be really beautiful to witness you all in that way. Okay. Um, I love you. And I will see you where I see you, when I see you and how I see you. Mm -hmm.